0: Good evening and welcome to the first ever episode of Daddy's Fantasy Basketball League Podcast, baby. We're here. My name's Cameron Daig. I'm your host. And with me are my two co-hosts. You know him. You love him. His name's Gabe Sabarzo. Gabe, hey, howdy. Hey, what's up?
1: Uh, Howdy howdy what's up what's up do a little basketball content with y'all
0: and our second co-host you'll have him for the season I'm sorry Camden but it's Zach Mueller yes
2: sir had to bring in the goat to talk some basketball
0: we needed somebody to make fun of we needed somebody to laugh at brings a little more entertainment to the pod Uh, that's why Zach made the cut. Um, but no, here we are, guys. We are one day away from the NBA season starting. Uh, it's the shortest ever off season in the history of the league uh, for some teams. And then for other teams, it's been like nine months since they've played a real regular season basketball game. Um, but it's here and it's starting. So what are y'all's, uh, what are y'all's first thoughts? Are we, are we ready for this? Is it too soon? Gabe, what, what do you think?
1: Um, I'm excited. I'm, it's going to be interesting this Christmas when we've got some football games on, we've got some basketball games on some college football bowl games on. I just feel like sports wise this year has been confusing. Cause a lot of times I tell the seasons by what sport it is that I'm watching. And now they're all kind of running <laughs> together, so, but I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm honestly, uh, a lot of uh, new contracts, new locations, new uh, things to watch for in the regular season. And uh, it should be fun.
0: Absolutely. And Zach, you got any initial thoughts here, bud?
2: Yeah, pretty much like uh, Gabe said, started this year, I was wanting to end my life having no sports on. But (laughs) now that it's the end of year, we've got like three or four different leagues going at once. So I'm I'm honestly kind of hoping that the NBA just keeps this structure, and I've been kind of pushing that for a while anyways, where you start right around Christmas, and then that way they're not really competing with the NFL um, nearly as long as they normally do when they start up in October. So it kind of lets you focus on basketball more, and it gives you basketball longer, um, so we don't have that big break where it's just baseball.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, just give me a situation where baseball is not the only thing on TV and I'll be happy. Um, Okay, guys, so here's the deal. So I know some of you guys are in our fantasy football league uh, and have heard Gabe and I do a pod for this season. It was our initial season of doing a pod. We had so much fun doing it that we were like, man, we want to keep this up. We don't want it to end whenever football season ends. So we're like, man, let's do this. uh, Let's do this fantasy basketball deal and just see how it goes. Um, And then we invited Zach to be on with us, of course. Uh, But here's, so here's the deal. So I love football, but truly like basketball is my passion. I'm a huge Thunder fan. Uh, Most of you guys in the league know. I've been a Thunder fan, um, honestly, ever since they came to OKC. I'm not from Oklahoma. There's nothing like that. But I've been a fan ever since they went to OKC, primarily because Kevin Durant went there and I was a huge KD fan uh, when he was at Texas. Hate Um, to see it. Hate to see it. I know. But uh was better in college. This is how you know I'm a true fan though. All of those guys are gone and I still love my thunder. Like those are my boys. I'm super excited for our future. Uh nothing but draft picks, baby. I might get a jersey that says draft picks twenty twenty. Like that'd be dope, actually. Um Gabe, why don't you tell us about your fandom?
1: Yeah, so uh I am a big fantasy sports fan. I love football. I love basketball, and uh, I've never done baseball, but like just in general, I'm a sports fan, and have gotten recently into uh, fantasy football and fantasy basketball. So I'm excited to uh, try and bring some of that inside analysis and trash talk to the pod.
0: <laughs> and Zach, tell us about your your mad love for those international players. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so kind of like Gabe said, um, I'm just a huge sports fan in general, but I would say um, I know I feel like I know a lot more about football and I care more about football. But if I had to pick one team I care most about, I feel like I care more about the Mavs than I actually do the Cowboys because you've got so many people that are Cowboy fans, fake Cowboy fans, all that. I mean, I'm a true Cowboys fan. But there's only like a small amount of people that have been and are Mavs fans, and I feel like that's just something kind of cool to actually like care about the Mavs or like the Stars.
0: So I don't know, buddy. With Luca, you're gonna be having a lot of fake fans show well, up.
2: We're 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 gonna have them now. But I've been there since day one. I was a fan when we had freaking.
0: Bobois, we had
2: uh harrison barnes as our number one player taking us to a championship that was like
0: three years ago chill out oh my gosh uh you were there whenever the warriors knocked you off i
2: I cried when the warriors beat us as a like fourth grader and we got dominated top seed just completely
1: dominated hate to see it I did, I did want to add that uh, I grew up in Houston, and so uh, my dad was a huge Rockets fan, uh, like in the Steve Francis, Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady uh, days, still. and uh, still is to this day. But uh, that made me a pretty diehard Rockets fan, and uh, it kind of sucks to see what they're going through, but I'm excited about uh, the new... Uh, Christian Wood, that our our new power forward center, and uh, okay, there's 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 reason to be excited in Houston. John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, and oh, we'll um, we'll get into know. it. The new the new season definitely like puts a a like a, like an air of excitement around all teams because like nothing is decided. You know, anybody could be a playoff team. Anybody could be a uh, in line for the lottery next year, and uh, everyone's gonna have to prove that they belong.
0: Absolutely. Um, As I mentioned before, so Gabe and I did do the fantasy football podcast this year. Um, And honestly, like when Gabe and I started it, uh, it took us a few episodes, like three or four episodes to really figure out our flow for, you know, what what are our episodes going to look like? Is there going to be a structure? Are we going to lean a lot more just like towards the fantasy side? Will we really get to talk specifically about like the teams that we love? Um, or will it be a lot more like fantasy talk? And so, uh, probably same situation here. We would like to make this a weekly podcast. Um, and I know there's going to be times where like Zach or Gabe or myself has to miss one or two episodes, um, or maybe we don't roll one out for a week, whatever it is. Uh, but we're going to try our best to do one, one a week, uh, for you guys just to make this league a lot more entertaining uh we had so much fun during football it like kind of got everybody involved in it and like the trash talk was awesome and it just kept everybody involved uh and so we're hoping to create kind of the same environment in the fantasy basketball league um that is that is the hope at least um and so here's kind of what our episode layout for today is going to be so we of course did our intros uh, kind of wanted to give you an insight into where we were at, what, what our thinking was with this pod and where we were at just like as fans, like we're going to be biased to some degree. Uh, we love our teams. We love our players. Um, and then we're going to go over more of like a draft recap. That's that's going to be the meat of our episode today is really taking a deep dive into um, our draft from what was that last week or two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, yeah getting into our favorite picks, getting into like steals of the draft, getting into picks that we really did not like. And then we'll do a little bit of like a seasonal outlook of what we're what we're anticipating this fantasy season to look like uh from just like what our league is doing um and then give you guys kind of what we we're, we're thinking as far as how the standings might go. I will have you know um my standings prediction in fantasy football was terrible. The guy I picked to go last ended up uh, having one of the best regular season teams in the league. Um, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Anything else there, guys, that I missed?
1: Um. Also, uh, Merry Christmas and congratulations to Camden, who has advanced to the uh, fantasy football finals.
0: Okay, okay. That's what we're not going <laughs> to get into right now. <clears throat> Save that for later, Gabe, on our other pod, please. <laughs> um, so, up first, let's go ahead and introduce each of the teams. Uh, and then we'll get into a little bit of draft coverage. So, uh, I'm going to go based on where everybody was supposed to pick. So, Zach, I know you traded for the number one pick. But initially, it was Ramsey who was supposed to have the number one pick, a.k.a. Ruth Batter Winsburg. Is there a reference I'm missing? Am I saying that right, Gabe? Do you know? Yeah, so
1: I think it's I think it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is the uh, Supreme Court justice who passed away this year, and I think "Winsburg" oh. is the play on words
0: there. Okay, Ramsey, my bad, bro. I kind of missed that one. Very, uh, very complex joke. <laughs> <thank God. laughs> Way over my head. And I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay, second pick was Ryan, aka James. Gives me a Harden um you would have gotten points for creativity ryan except that was your name last year uh and so you kind of if you want to switch it up you can or you can be like one of those legacy name guys up to you but you kind of lose some creativity points with me for that one also james harden's a piece of uh piece of crap right now so that sucks uh third pick is zach aka hail luca
2: That's holly luca wait what Why? By calling Hallelujah.
0: hallelujah? Oh, dude! I thought it was a Hitler reference. I thought it was like Hail Luca.
2: (laughs) That oh man, that that is a H E I L, bud.
0: Okay, he thinks pretty highly of you, though. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. That's true. That's true. But I want I want you to know, for guys that know Zach in this league, would he more would he be on the side of like a Hallelujah reference, or would this guy be talking about Hitler? Everybody that knows you, you'd be talking about Hitler in any situations Zach. So I just thought you misspelled it, and it said Hail Luca, which I think you should change it to Hail Luca anyway.
2: I've got the Holly Luca shirt, so I'll have to show you sometime.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sure it's a Christmas My bad, my bad. Uh, this is going well. I'm o for, or I'm one for three right now. Um, fourth pick was Daniel, aka Papichulo. Fifth pick was Garrett, a.k.a. Penis Punchers 2.0. That's in homage to his fantasy football team. Uh, Garrett, I hope if you make the playoffs, you perform better than James Harden in the playoffs this time. Sixth pick, Camden, a.k.a. Suck My Dirk. Very nice, Camden, very nice. Seventh pick, Gabe, a.k.a. Rodman with the good D. Love it, love it. Eighth pick, Bowie, aka Team Bowie. Pick it up, bud. Are you kidding me? All you gotta <laughs> do is change your name. Ninth pick, Robert, aka Team Kelleher, and that's his last name. Uh, Sorry if I butchered that, but that's what you get. You didn't change your name. Tenth pick, Nick, aka Barnacle Boys, aka Mr. Waffles. Eleventh pick, Big R, a.k.a. John Wayne Gacy Pogo. Good gosh.
2: Yeah, this kid's
0: truly a clown. He truly is a clown. And the twelfth pick is Me, Cam, a.k.a. Scam, a.k.a. H-Town Tears, Presty, the Goat. And...
1: So does that does that name have like a comma in it? Like okay. I was trying to figure out if Tears was the verb there <laughs> or
0: like <laughs> H H Town tears, Presty. No, no, no. Yeah, that's uh, I was like, what? Okay, so and maybe I guess I'm the only one because I was the only one that messed it up. But whenever you go in to do the name, it asks for a location. And I was like, oh bet. H Town Tears is my location. And then it asked for an actual team name. And I was like, Presty to goat which we don't know Sam Presti. It's a GM for the Thunder. So So that's why it ended up. So it's two combined, like
1: a location and a team name, but the way that it spits it out is a run-on sentence. Honestly, (laughs) with the way I
0: pronounce some of these names, you would think I didn't know English anyway, so it kind of works in my favor. Um, Nice. uh, So let's go ahead and get right into it, boys. Uh, Let's go ahead and say... Each team's first two picks. So I'm just going to announce them in order. And then when I go to the second round, I'll announce the first round as well. So first pick in the draft was Zach. He got Luka. Second pick was Ryan. He got James Harden. Third pick was uh, Ramsey. He got Anthony Davis. Fourth pick, Daniel. Got Giannis. Fifth pick, Garrett. Got Nikola Jokic. Sixth pick, Camden. Carl Anthony Towns seventh pick Gabe got Steph Curry eighth pick Bowie got Damian Lillard ninth pick Robert got Trey Young 10th pick Nick got LeBron James 11th pick big R got Kevin Durant and the final 12th pick was me with Devin Booker coming back on that second round I got Jason Tatum, so that would be Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. Big R got Bradley Beal, so Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. Nick got Donovan Mitchell, so that's LeBron James and Donovan Mitchell. Um, Robert got Joel Embiid, so that's Trey Young and Joel Embiid. Bowie got Kyrie Irving, so that gives him Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving. Gabe, you got Kawhi Leonard, so that gave him Steph Curry and Kawhi. Six-pick, uh, or I'm sorry, Camden took Pascal Siakam, so that gave him Carl Anthony Towns and Pascal. Uh, Garrett took Ja Morant, that gave him Nikola Jokic and Ja Morant. Daniel took Jimmy Butler, so that gave him Giannis and Jimmy Butler. Zach, you took Russell Westbrook, so that gave you Luka and Russ um ryan took bam out of bio so that gave him james harden and bam out of bio and ramsey took deandre ayton which gave him anthony davis and deandre ayton and so my question to you boys is first let's hit let's start with on the positive side uh zach hit me with one of your one of the picks that you liked out of those first couple of rounds and give us like a justification for why
2: so for the first two rounds the first pick i liked was trey young at number nine for bobby um as much as i dislike trey young because of all the beef with him and him and luca the hawks fans thinking they got the best deal us thinking we got the best deal which we all know who got the best deal <laughs> um but i he is a great fantasy option and they've got a lot of new weapons over in Atlanta, even though they overpaid for a lot of them. And I just think he's really going to have a really good year stats-wise. Um, he's going to get a ton of assists. They've got Bogdan shooting threes, Gallinari now. Um, he finally gets his center back. They're, they're just going to be a pretty good team and I think uh, pretty fun to watch. So I thought he kind of snagged him. Um, this pick, uh, round two, Donovan Mitchell who was 15th overall to Nick. Um, I feel like a lot of people think Nick probably kind of reached for that, mm. but I actually really like that pick because I'm always for picking a team's top player, and if you watch the Jazz, like, that dude is a monster. He makes that team go, and he he basically does everything for them. I know they've got Gobert getting rebounds, Um, but as far as like a star on a team, I don't think you could have had a better pick in the second round.
0: Now, Zach, going back to your first pick of Trey Young, do you at all worry about, you know, last year he was setting ridiculous record, like usage records along kind of with the Luka Doncic model of how the Hawks were using him. Do you worry at all about like the guards that they brought in and kind of talk of them wanting to push Trey Young off the ball? Do you think that that hurts his fantasy outlook or do you think it kind of gives him a little bit more versatility
2: i mean it could hurt his fantasy outlook just from the perspective he's not gonna have the ball as much i guess mm-hmm. but i just think I, like people always say you want to have the best player on the worst team for fantasy because i mean you're gonna get all the points uh all the usage and everything but I do think in this scenario with them just getting a little bit better, I think it's actually going to boost him. And I mean, that just could be my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just kind of how I how I see it this year. So we'll see. I don't know. It, it's a lot easier to get assists when your guys can knock down shots. Uh, you should know that from having Russell.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Russ would always have the potential assists and just have a... Somebody like Steven Adams sitting in the corner for whatever reason, even though he would never shoot it. So um, I was
2: thinking Roberson.
0: Or Andre Roberson. Or uh, Tabo Cephalosha before him. He was one of our better shooters, and that should tell you a lot. So um, No, I'm with you. I, I think that they view Trey Young as a franchise piece. Uh, they clearly do um and a lot of that has to do with them
2: i would hope so
0: well really yeah but a lot of it honestly has to do with what they gave up in that luca trade um or giving up luca in the trade and they don't want to view that as a as a potential failure of a trade um and so they want to do whatever they can to make trey young that franchise player and we know all of the stuff that he does is offensive um and he's a great offensive player Uh, and so I think they're going to do whatever they can to just put him in a position to succeed, like you said, and have all those shooters around him. I think it makes him better. Um, and if Rondo comes in and pushes him off ball a little bit, I I actually think that might help his three point percentage, um, to get him better looks off of the ball, as opposed to having to create everything himself. Like you were saying, um, Gabe, Gabe, uh, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, no. Uh, other than uh, Zach, he definitely believes in Bogdan Bogdanovich, who he took a little bit later in the draft, so he obviously views him as a uh, asset that Trey Young is going to value, along with Danilo Gallinari. You, you would be correct.
0: <laughs> now I'm seeing the selfish reasons for why Zach chose this guy. Uh, Gabe, uh, uh, go ahead.
2: Before we switch over, um, I also had, in round two... I really liked um, Ryan's pick, Bam out of Bio, 23rd overall. Mm. And then um, eight and 24th overall to Ramsey as well. Um, I picked right before both of them. I think I took Russell right before just because I was like, you can't pass that up just sitting there. Yeah. But if I had not taken Russell, I was taking one of those two guys. So I think they made the right move. I'm not necessarily saying it was like them reaching at all or anything, but I just thought they were good picks. <clears throat>
0: Well, look at you trying to be the pod favorite, just telling everybody they made good picks. Way to go, bud. Way to go, Gabe. Go ahead and give us a couple just, of your. Just wait. We haven't gotten that work. <laughs> Gabe, go ahead and give us your, uh, a couple of your favorite picks from the couple rounds.
1: Um. So I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but Bowie actually traded into the first round, and so he ended up with uh, Dame, Kyrie, and LeBron. You are um, right. after the first two rounds. Yeah. Which is um. Definitely, I think that validates uh, his trade into the first round. All three of those guys are superstars, and uh, they could honestly be like the best player in the NBA on any given night. Um, They're elite scorers, and uh, they do a lot more than that. And so I want to highlight LeBron a little bit. He's the defending assists leader in the NBA. That's very valuable um, from the small forward position especially. And he also averaged a career-best 2.23s. Uh, per game or, or three point uh, made last season, mm-hmm. and so um, if he can continue to shoot like that um, and add assists, add three pointers, I think that those two categories uh, will definitely get a bump for Bowie's uh, superstars. And so I think that the thing that could um, potentially bar that would be injury or extended absence, because these are the guys who um, they, they do tend to load manage a little bit more than others, um, being the the name value uh, fantasy players that they are. But, uh, no, I really liked Bowie's trading into the first round and then getting those three guys.
0: So I guess to just play a little bit of devil's advocate, and you hinted on it, um, but what is your concern level as far as uh, LeBron, truly? Like Kyrie, there might be a little bit of concern there. But LeBron, especially at the beginning of this season, um it's been highlighted many times like this is the shortest offseason he will ever have right and and i don't know if you listen to um his his video on uncontested i think it was he was talking a lot about the bubble and he just talked about how how overall draining this championship run was like he talks about this being one of the one of the hardest runs in his careers up there with beating the 73 win warriors and coming back three down three to one, right? He talks about the fatigue mentally as well as physically. And then adding on top of that, the shortest offseason we've ever had and that he's ever had. What is your concern level as far as him not playing back to backs, uh, possibly sitting out a couple of weeks in especially the beginning of this season we've had seasons where he just took one or two weeks off just to get his body right and get it to where it needs to be like what do you think the fantasy implications are with all of that
1: yeah I think that'll depend a lot week to week for Bowie's team I think it'll depend on um like how he's making moves and setting his lineup because when those guys are not in the lineup obviously it's going to change dramatically the makeup of his um team mm-hmm. but uh it's really more Kyrie i think Kyrie's um injuries have me a little bit more worried than do LeBron's LeBron has come out before publicly and said that he uh, is not um like a bit and he's he's not really about load management or anything like that this season like you said looks a little bit differently so his philosophy could have shifted a little bit on that or or maybe he does do a little bit more load management but he uh, i mean he's always been a great regular season stat, uh, filler. And I, I, don't see that, um, changing again, Kyrie presents a little bit of concern, but I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to watch the, the I think that him and KD have something to prove. And so, um, it'll be, uh, like I said, I think that, um, those three guys, um, are elite scorers and elite fantasy assets. And the fact that he has all three of them, um, makes me not worried. And, and I think that, um, he can just deal with the absences, um, hopefully not too extended as they come.
0: Zach, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I'm going to agree a little bit more with Scam on this one because I think, like he said, this is this year is going to be a lot different for LeBron um, just due to how short the offseason was. He was already crying about it um, on TV <laughs> whenever I saw that like a few weeks ago. But um, the thing for him, he just, I mean, he's getting older. We know he's super durable. He basically never gets hurt at all. But I just feel like this year might be a little bit different. And I really think they're going to ride the coattails of Anthony Davis into Mm -hmm. the playoffs. And then towards the end of the year, it's going to be, okay, now we're going to start just getting the full team, get LeBron get the whole thing going again like they did at the end of this year but yeah I, I i would tend to lean more with cam on that and then as far as Kyrie irving goes i i don't know i i know he can be a monster but personally i would hate to have Kyrie on my team
0: <laughs> is that for personal reasons zach or uh just how he's treated it's the personal, media
2: it, it's personal and i like statistically like I know he can do a lot for you but I feel like it's just mainly scoring like yeah what does the dude do that's insane other than scoring Nothing. other
0: than have the greatest handles possibly of all time um yeah
1: but yeah. what do you get for handles I just agree style I, points.
0: I hear you I hear you I think he's I think he's
1: valuable when he's on the floor I think he's valuable assists seals threes kind of the guard uh assets and also he's a pretty good free throw shooter but um it's how often are you actually going to have him? You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's probably my bias. I just hate the dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll get to read memos all about him all year because he's not going to talk to the media. So, um, getting getting into mine. So one of my one of my favorite picks, and this is goes everything against the bones in my body, but one of my favorite picks was. Big R kind of taking a little bit of a risk on Kevin Durant in the first round, the end of the first round. Um, So I was sitting there right behind uh, Big R. And I was like, I was like, dude, if Kevin Durant drops for me, I don't care what my personal feelings on him are. Like, you just have to take the shot. Um, And from what we've seen in the preseason, Kevin Durant looks really good. He looks he looks pretty explosive i believe like the first shot he made was a dunk uh driving baseline and then i've seen a couple of videos where they talked about um what to look for in explosiveness when a player's coming back from a from an achilles injury like he is uh and one of the videos that i was watching it was the way he was pushing off of his off of his leg um and off of that achilles that had ruptured um and and this video was talking about like shin angle and all this stuff. Like I'm not nerding out on all that stuff, but uh, just in essence, what they were showing is him having the uh, flexibility that he had, that he showed in the preseason lends itself to a hundred a percent return of what you're getting. And honestly, if you get 90% of what Kevin Durant has been for his entire career, you have a top five fantasy asset uh, that that's how incredible he is. That's how much of a league winner he is. So at the time of our draft, this, it was prior to preseason. Um, and big R took a little bit of a risk on that, but I think from what we've seen just quickly in the preseason, it looks like it might be one of those ones that's a home run and really pays off for big R. Uh, I really didn't have a second one. I agreed with a couple of the ones y'all were talking about, but I really loved that Kevin Durant pick actually. Did, uh, cool. Gabe, did you have any thoughts on it?
1: No, Uh feel similarly. I, I do think that he looks fully recovered in the few preseason highlights that I've seen. Um, we'll have to, I mean, we get to keep an eye on it tomorrow night. Uh, I think that Draymond Green is the only a big name that is out tomorrow night against the Warriors. So we'll get to watch it firsthand tomorrow. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, and Kevin Durant came out and said he is a warrior for life. So you just want to talk about shot after shot at the Thunder. Just go ahead, KD. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Zach, what do you think about KD? I
2: think, like you said, uh, when you're in that position at like the 11th or 12th pick, I think it was a good choice by Big R to take him. I didn't give him that it was a great pick just because there's so many question marks. Mm -hmm. But um, if I were in that position, I probably would have done the same thing just because the upside is so high. Even if he does end up getting re-injured or just isn't the same, the upside is just way too much. You you basically got to go with him.
0: Yeah. I do wonder what their plan is going to be as far as playing him in back to backs or, is there going to be any sort of like minutes restriction for Kevin Durant or is he a full go? Like those will be questions we're going to have to see especially early in this season. Um guys, let's go ahead and move to the other side of the spectrum here and give um our takes on picks that we did not necessarily like. Um and this we'll just keep this uh to the first two rounds and then after this we'll kind of get into more of like the middle of the draft. Um, But Gabe, go ahead and hit us with your first one that you were not necessarily a fan of.
1: Okay, so uh, the only really one in the first two rounds that I was like, eh, maybe some question marks uh, is Pascal Siakam Siakam at 2.7 for Camden. Um, I thought it was a bit of a reach. Uh, When I say reach, most of the time I'm not going to... like I don't dislike the player as a basketball player or as a fantasy asset even, but in the second round, um, there's definitely some efficiency questions as, as Siakam uh, kind of stepped into that role that was left vacated by the in the absence of Kawhi. Um, he also uh, lost a lot of efficiency. And so um, in a league that values field goal percentage and free throw percentage, um, he's not as well-rounded maybe as a player that you would maybe want to take with your second uh, overall pick. Um, Like I said, I I think he took a leap last year as a basketball player, and I think that the Raptors are still going to be um, a a threat and and fun to watch with them. But as far as fantasy basketball is concerned, I do have some efficiency questions um, with Pascal Siakam at 2.7.
0: Yeah, and I think part of it stems from – You know, when we looked at him in the playoffs, all the memes about Pascal Siakam were like, this guy's got to expand his offensive game. He does the same spin move the same way every single time, Mm -hmm. you know. And I do wonder, like, does that does that swing him almost the other way, you know, of what does his offseason look like? Is he going to come back motivated? Does he come back with more of like an expanded offensive game? Or do we see like same old, same old, now we have the scouting report on Pascal Siakam. From everything I hear, like he's a super, super hard worker. Uh, And I do expect him to improve just from like all the improvements we've seen thus far in his career. Um, But at the same time, I'm with you and I can totally understand like why we would look at that and be like, man, that's not necessarily my favorite pick, especially with like who else was sitting there on the board, you know?
1: Right, that's more, that's more what I'm saying. A, a reach in the second round is like, who else could you have gotten at that pick, you know?
0: Right, right, exactly. Uh, Zach, go ahead and hit us with yours.
2: Um, for the first round, I truly didn't hate anyone's pick. Um, but if I had to pick, like, some that I, I would not have done. Um, I mean, the Steph pick, I think it was Gabe that picked Steph. I, I have nothing wrong with that but you're just taking a risk with the injury. And then KD, same thing. Like, you're just taking a risk with the injury. But I think both those picks were fine, and, like, I, I'm i not going to say it was bad. Um, the second round, I personally don't like the Jason Tatum pick, which I think was Cam. And um, that's just kind of probably my own opinion. Yeah, we're He finding. does a lot of stuff for that Celtics team, but I just... I don't, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't do it for me, especially at 13th overall. And then Kyrie, we kind of already went into this. I think he's mainly just a score. It may be a lot different now with him playing completely with uh, KD, and they have a full, healthy team. But I I probably just put my personal hate for Kyrie in that one. <laughs> and then um, oh, there's more. I did want to throw in God. one more. Okay, I, I I've got one more, and it's out of the first two rounds. It's in round three. This is honestly probably my least Time favorite out. pick of the whole draft. You literally
0: just said it's oh, it's out of the first two. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. This
2: is out of the first three. The, the, or sorry, out of the first two. This is the third round. Okay. Big R took Zion at thirty-fifth overall, and I absolutely despise that pick.
0: Any reason why, or you just you just hating on Big R?
2: No, I think. Uh, I just think, from a fantasy perspective, Zion doesn't do enough for you, especially at that spot. Like, he's not a great shooter. Um, they're they're trying to make him into the next face of the league, and I just don't like. I don't know. He just it, he looked great in certain games, but then in other games he looks straight up like a dud. So I I don't know
1: okay yeah I've been i mean i I've been watching some preseason i've I've been impressed with Zion, and I think that he'll play uh, an expanded role this year. His free throw shooting seems to have improved, which was my biggest probably concern in a fantasy basketball sense with Zion, but um yeah
0: now, Gabe, I want to give like Zach just threw out a lot of hate. You know, and and both mm-hmm. of us were caught in the crossfire. So I do want to give you, I do want to give you a chance to uh, defend your Steph pick and kind of give us like what were you thinking there, um, and then I I'll give my opinion after you go. <laughs> well,
2: and just to clarify, there's no yeah. way for the Steph pick. I I I just wouldn't. I'm
1: honestly like I I'm honestly surprised that Steph dropped to me at pick mm-hmm. seven because I thought that Steph was. I think Steph is more valuable than our first, than our one one in fantasy basketball. Um, maybe there's durability questions, but I think when they're both healthy, uh, Steph, the... he brings to your fantasy team, I think is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than a lot of those guys that are uh, in the top. And I think he has actually some of the least question marks with some of those top guys. Um, he's not like James Harden or uh, like... Uh, other uh like top five top six picks so i'm I'm a little bit surprised obviously if he gets hurt um it's going to be a bust but i don't i don't see him as injury prone or anything and uh, i think last season uh he was pretty disappointed and i think he has uh more to prove even in the absence of clay thompson again this year
0: yeah i uh i do definitely lean a lot more on the side of where gabe is coming from um i i'm with you gabe i saw steph as like one of the more safer picks in this draft um i don't think there's any injury concern because this was a guy who suffered an injury that was supposed to take one month and the warriors shut him down for the whole rest of the season like he's had he's had over eight months of recovery from this in the hand injury that he suffered from which that's a whole different topic of whether the Warriors were actively trying to tank or not. Um they clearly were. <laughs> uh Steph's just cowering to the moment, but whatever. And they um, got James
1: Wiseman for
0: it. <laughs> they did get James Wiseman. <laughs> now here but we'll will a lot of tomorrow. Here's what I will say in Steph. Like I, I'm I'm with you, Gabe. I think Steph is super valuable. Last season was supposed to be the season that we saw Steph finally do Steph things without anybody else in the way. Like, prior to last season, it was always like, well, he's always had Klay Thompson. He's always had Draymond Green. He had Kevin Durant for a few years. Like, we just want to be able to see what can Steph do if Steph is the only guy out there, right? Um, and then, unfortunately, he had an injury, and they shut him down. I do think that there's some some concerns there as far mm-hmm. as – Steph's an incredible player. He's gonna he's gonna get his. But when Klay Thompson does so much for that team, as, especially offensively, as far as like he is a great cutter off the ball. So everybody loves how much he can shoot and like how good he is at it. But he opens up so much space just from his ability to cut. Um that those guys they all make their jobs a lot easier. Um and I and we're gonna miss that from Steph. Like he's he's got some good players, but He hasn't played with Kelly Oubre yet. He hasn't played with Andrew Wiggins, but like one game last year, um, he has Draymond Green who did not look good last year and he hasn't played with James Wiseman, right? So like there's, there's going to be an adjustment period there. And I just don't know what that looks like as far as what it's going to do to Steph's stats. Um, and that'll be something to look at. At the end of the day, we're talking about the greatest shooter of all time, right? Like he's incredible with the ball without the ball um i think steph is definitely one of the safer options it'll just be what is that ceiling for steph can he get into that top two or three fantasy asset or is he going to be more of just like the five to seven range um and i think that's truly the difference that you're looking at as far as when it comes to steph gabe you had mentioned um that you thought it was actually a higher upside pick than even the 1.01. Or maybe I'm changing the words, I'm sorry, but not as good of a pick as as the 1.01, which in this case would be Luka Doncic. And that is a great transition. My least favorite pick from the first two rounds is the first overall pick, Luka Doncic. Okay? <laughs> Uh, now, Zach, don't kill me. I love Luca. I think he's a great player. But what we're talking about here is a fantasy asset. There, your 1.01 cannot be a um, cannot be league average or lower in two of the categories that we play. Two of the categories are percentages for Luca. Luca. As great as he is, is not a great three-point shooter, and he is not a great free throw, uh, free throw shooter. So, looking at last year, he shot thirty-one point six percent from three. Last year, league average was thirty-two, so he was under league average uh, from three last year. Looking at the free throw percentage, he shot seventy-five point eight percent from the free throw percentage. Those are two categories that your number one overall pick in the entire league isn't excellent at, and there was just other options. Like, like take Steph for example. Steph is above league average in three-point percentage. He's above league average in free throw percentage. The things that he's league that he's not um, great at are blocks and assists. I'm sorry, blocks and rebounds. Right, but at the end of the day a percentage is going to weigh down the entire team. Like Percentages are harder to bounce back from, and that's why I really think that Luca was actually not a great number one overall pick. When you traded for the number one overall pick, I knew exactly what you were doing because you're a Luca stan. Uh, you hail Luca, shout out. And um, I knew what you were doing, and I still think he would have been there at number three, depending on, I guess, what the guys in front of you were thinking. But Zach, what's kind of your counter to that?
2: So what what have we learned from fantasy football?
0: That is you like drafting old running backs,
1: and (laughs) and Demarcus Cousins, who is basically an old running back. That all
2: of Cam's takes are wrong. (laughs) Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew this was coming.
2: (laughs) So i I completely agree with the. Field goal percentage, especially three point field goal percentage for Luca. Um, I mean, he struggles with that. The dude takes two <sighs> retarded threes a game, so that's he. He probably takes two threes that have like a ten percent or less chance of going in a game. Mm-hmm. So you're you're already dropping your three point percentage just with that, even if he's shooting well. Um, the free throws are definitely a concern. Um, that is probably Luca's biggest knock that I have on him. I don't know what it is. Like his shot looks normal. He, it, it's honestly kind of similar to LeBron. Like, he just struggles with free throws in certain times, and I don't get it. And, uh, I mean, people say he's, like, sort of a mini LeBron. And I, I agree with that in a lot of aspects. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I would like to see if his free throw percentage um, gets better over time. But it is definitely a concern of mine right now. Now, the reasoning for taking him so early, I mean, first off, he's my favorite player. But the main reason, this is a keeper league. So I know damn well I'm going to keep him unless he starts sucking. So that was the thought behind it. Mm. I can keep him this year, have him going forward. And I don't really have to worry about anyone else taking him at any point. So that is kind of a monopolizing Luca. He's going to be mine. Y'all can't have him. You
0: know, I, I, yeah, really I will bring up, too, game I
1: was going to say that a uh, three-point percentage is not actually a category that we are uh, calculating, but it does take away from his overall field goal percentage. So, as long yeah, as he's I, making I, threes, I, it's okay, but um, you do see the uh, below-league average in the field goal percentage. like he, like Campbell Yeah, I,
2: I was just saying, in general, like his, yes. it is three-pointers made that we count in this league, but right. his three percentage is alarming, um, but... Everyone keeps saying if his three percentage go- goes up, um, the whole league's basically screwed because the amount of shots that dude takes and the type of shots he takes, if those are going in, you cannot beat the Mavs. Like That's just the way it is. If that dude's making uh, 35 to 40% of his step-back threes, you're done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think we're already almost at, to- at a point where... You're not even really thinking about stopping Luca. It's just, it's just the the Mavs have been so bad at the defensive end with Luca that can the Mavs take that step defensively? You know, um, to to so
2: and if we're if, if we're gonna talk about that for a second, I truly really, <laughs> like Luca's not a great defender. Yeah, but he gets so much slack for being a bad defender, Mm -hmm. he's actually not that bad. I watch every single game they play. He's just slow with his feet on defense. But, I mean, if you've got a big going into him, Luca can defend bigs a lot better than people his size. Like, that's just a fact if you watch the game. Um, But, I mean, as far as, like, moving his feet, if he's got a really shifty guy, he gets cooked in those scenarios like if he's trying to guard someone like Steph yeah, game yeah.
0: over for him well and I think it's a much different <laughs> conversation when you're talking about Luca compared to a guy like Trey Young who quite literally is the worst defender in the league you know uh Luca's not to that degree I think I think what a lot of people are talking oh, yeah. about are just like can, can the Mavs do anything to stop it or are they just putting these habits in Luca's head like hey it doesn't even matter on the defensive end because you're going to score anyway um, and like, just personally, I would love to see the Mavs do a lot better defensively this year as a team. So, well, um, we, we got the pieces to do it. You do, you do. It could happen. Uh, you need Chris Taps to get healthy, but, um, let's move on more to like the middle of the draft here, boys. I don't know if you have it pulled up. Um, but really looking more at like the three through six rounds. Uh, Zach, I know you had kind of looked at this and, and you had already mentioned a pick you didn't like in the third round in Zion. Um, why don't you go ahead and give us, uh, maybe one or one more that you didn't like, uh, and one that you did like, uh, and then we'll hold the steals off until like the very end after this. So go ahead.
2: So what was it for the middle rounds, one that I liked and one that I did not like? Yes, besides your
0: Zion. I know you already said that one. So for the middle rounds,
2: um, well, I was already going to put this. Well, let's see. So one I liked, I guess, I'll just pick one I liked, will actually be Gabe. Um, It's probably just me me being a Mavs homer, <laughs> oh but I really liked gosh. the KP pick. Well, get, getting KP at 42, in my opinion, is a, a pretty good steal as long as he's healthy. And that is a big if. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be a huge if. And I mean, everyone in here that's if, not a Mavs fan, obviously you're going to say that. Even Mavs fans, we know. He is injury prone. There's no question about it. But I do think for where Gabe uh, drafted him, I think that was a very good spot to at least take the risk on it.
1: Yeah. On a per-game basis, he's definitely more valuable than uh, the spot where I took him. It's just how many um, games are you actually going to get out of him. But I agree.
0: Zach, do you have any info for then... as far as what they're looking at for a timeline with Chris Tapps? Like, Have you heard anything?
2: Yeah, so everything I've read has said January. They're not saying when in January. I'm Mm. assuming end of January. Um, But what I read was, I read something that said they're hoping he only misses like five to six games, Mm. which I don't even know how that's really possible. But that was the last
1: report I had read.
0: Okay. Okay, Gabe, January, dude, you only have to wait 10 days to have him back. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I heard uh someone say that they they were like we're targeting like they they play some like the nuggets on the 25th uh at Mav at, at uh in Dallas and mm. so I think that was like the target but nothing set in stone. Um that was just like some uh internet doctor's best guess. Gotcha. But um are, are we going on to uh reaches and steals or, or
0: yeah 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 go ahead game
1: okay um so a lot of these middle rounds um there were a, a couple teams like would take they take two picks that i didn't really like and then i'd love like the third pick or they picked one pick that i really liked and then two that i didn't like mm-hmm. um i i will say that uh ruth bader Winsburg um, took Mitchell Robinson and Tobias Harris at four point one or at 4.10 and 4.12, which I thought were a little early. Um, but I love Christian Wood at 5.1. And it's hard before the season starts, like Zach was talking about, not to get a little bit of Homer bias. But I'm so excited to watch <laughs> Christian Wood play a full season with Houston. And I think that he can be super dominant um, in a lot of what he does. But Mitchell Robinson... Um, he struggled with foul trouble, uh, and he's not a dominant scorer or rebounder. So taking him in the fourth round as your center um, is definitely a risk. I mean, I, like I said, a lot of times like I like these players as prospects or even as fantasy assets, but maybe a little early for who else was on the board. And then Tobias Harris, um, he doesn't offer that much in the way of defensive stats, but he is reunited with Doc Rivers whom he had a lot of success with um, on the Clippers. And so, I don't know. That was kind of the Ruth Bader-Winsburg, like a little bit of early picking, but I don't hate it. And then love Christian Wood. Absolutely love him at
0: 5.1. I will say for Tobias Harris, Gabe, just real quick, for Tobias Harris, uh, them shipping Al Horford off and bringing in all the shooting that they did, I think can really do wonders for him. They were trying to run him as a three and tobias harris is not a three it's like a very similar situation as to what they were trying to do with al horford running him at the four and just even in the preseason yeah. watching him on the thunder like there's my thunder plug i guess but like he is so <laughs> he's so comfortable and so good as a center and it's just it really is just like criminal what the 76ers have been doing with their roster the last couple years um yeah i I think you're going to see with Daryl Morey, that roster make a lot more sense. And for the same reasons I love my Al Horford pick, the same reasons I love that Tobias Harris pick. Um, Like you're just going to see him get to run the position that he actually wants to, or that he should be in. Uh, And he's going to have a lot more spacing to do what he needs to do. That secured him a max contract. Like there's a reason this guy got the money he got. It's not because he's a bad player, you know? So sorry, that was my little, uh, my little plug no, that's for Al Horford. that's fair. I appreciate it. Well, the, uh, well, the I,
2: Sixers already added the best three point shooter of all time,
0: Seth Curry. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, percentage wise, uh, percentage wise, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Seth Curry's a beast, dude. Makes so much more sense.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, a, a second one just um, that uh, had kind of a similar like, I, I love this pick and I don't love this pick. Um, Fred Van Vliet at 5.3 for Zach's team, uh, What well, I thought that was a steal. I thought that he's played uh, excellent. He is kind of a, like a co-floor general with uh, Lowry, mm. and he is going to bring a lot to the table as far as uh, fantasy assets are concerned. I thought he meshed well. He just signed that $85 million deal. Like, There's a lot to love uh, with Fred Van Vliet. Um, and then The one that I didn't love as much was Bogdan Bogdanovich. I thought it was just a little early. Like I said, I don't love, uh, I don't hate uh, the player, but um, I'm not as firm of a believer in the uh, Atlanta Hawks as Zach is, as we referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that that team is going to take a little bit um, to kind of figure out the chemistry. And uh, if that's somebody that you're going to have to play uh, week in and week out, you want a little bit more um, maybe security in that pick, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you on both of those. Uh, I guess moving on to, I had two that I really liked. Uh, one in the fourth round, um, Ryan got De'Aaron and Fox, uh, with the, it was really the end of the fourth round, Um, right before Tobias Harris came off of the board. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he's poised for that, like, year three breakout. So they talk about a sophomore slump, and then they have, like, a year three breakout. Um, Mm De'Aaron Fox, already in the preseason, has looked so dang good. Like, we already know how speedy he was. um, But it was just – I think we knew it was going to take a little bit of time for the game to slow down for him and to really look in control. Um, and what we've seen in this preseason is he is in control of every single thing that's happening. Like they're utilizing him to run every single bit of the offense. Like they want everything to go through him. Um, and yes, they lost Bogdanovich like we just talked about. But I, I do think that he like Bogey's good. I, I just think that it was a little overemphasized how much he was doing on his own as opposed to how much De'Aaron was kind of setting up for him and putting on a plate last year. Um and I would just uh I would love to see De'Aaron kind of fulfill this year three breakout. Um I don't really have like a ton of like statistical things to back it up. I just I see him as a player who wants to work really hard, a player that uh is is just like I said, poised for that breakout, um, and I can really see it. And to get that at the end of the fourth round in a position that's typically uh, very influential to fantasy basketball, being a being the point guard position, um, that, that I think that was a great pick for Ryan. The second one that I wanted to talk about uh, was actually for Zach. He got John Wall in the sixth, the end of the sixth round. Um, I will say at the time of the draft, I hated this pick because I was like, dude, why would you get a guy who has not played basketball in three years? Like, I'm just not taking that risk. Uh, But he's looked really good in the preseason. And there is a high probability that James Harden is not on this team for the majority of this basketball season. And if that's the case, John Wall is going to be your dude, right? Like, he's going to be the one... Um, that's initiating all of the offenses, even if they were to trade for Ben Simmons, I can see them kind of wanting to run Ben Simmons as a secondary ball handler, as opposed to the primary ball handler, um, and them kind of going back and forth in that. And I think that's going to open up a lot for John Wall. You already mentioned Christian Wood, Gabe, and just how excited you are for him. Like Boogie, he's, he's kind of had his moments in the preseason. I think all of these are good things for John Wall and just selfishly i'm excited to watch him get back on the floor um and be a basketball player again and we've seen some of that burst in the preseason and i'm excited to continue to see some of that stuff so uh, any other guys you guys wanted to talk about in these middle rounds
2: that's your big brain play the drafts camp
0: i knew Harden was leaving yeah, 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 there you go. Good job, buddy. <laughs> way, way to have that. You knew Harden was leaving, and you knew a guy coming off of a three-year injury was going to look just the same. So, good job. Way to just stumble. Yeah, I was
2: just up in D.C. earlier this year. <laughs> <up> scouting him.
0: <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah, playing some pickup with him. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, um,
2: no, I'll, I've got a few steals of the draft Um. that I wanted to go over. Yeah. So, my main one that I've got stars around is the same one Gabe said. Um, I think Christian Wood is going to be a monster mm. for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a huge Rockets fan at all, obviously being a Mavs fan. But I think that was, on, a, if not the best move of the offseason, um, probably top three. Because that guy on the Pistons was starting to become a monster. And I think that's just going to carry over in Houston. Um, he does a lot of different things. He's a great offensive player and great defensive player. Mm-hmm. So I think he's really just a guy you want to have on your team um, if you want to be trying to win. So he, he's, he's a baller. And then another pick um, was Boyan Bogdanovich. So this is not the guy I drafted. This is the guy Nick drafted. And he's on the Jazz. Um, He was coming off an injury at the end of last year. Yeah. And so there's a lot of question marks with him. But that guy might be one of the best shooters in the whole league. So I thought um, for Nick getting him at the 82nd overall pick, that was a steal. And then my last one, um, again, probably Mavs, Homer, Bias, is Cam taking Josh Richardson in the seventh round at 84th overall. And I just think, I don't know if he's going to put up um, huge offensive numbers. I think he's going to average somewhere around like 17 to 20 a game. But I think he's going to be this team's uh, heartbeat on defense. I think he's going to be our big effort guy. And I think he's gonna be the main guard on our team, getting any sort of uh, defensive stats. So I thought that was a really good pick by Cam.
0: Wow, look at that, Gabe! You want to give us your steals?
1: Oh, um, if you have, if not, I kind of, yeah, I kind of attached the uh, the steals to the the things. Let me uh, scroll up in my. Uh, yeah, I also real quick.
2: Gabe's compliment for Van Vliet and then the slap in the face for Bogdan.
1: Gabe will do that to you, man. No, no one's going to have a perfect draft. Um, I guess uh, without getting too into them, Paul George for Garrett at 3.5. I like that pick. Uh, Chris Paul in the fourth round for Team Kelleher. Uh, I think that his assist numbers and scoring efficiency uh, should be even higher with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Um, and I think with Paul George last season's like absence and playoff performance kind of made people forget what a statistical monster he can be. Um, but then getting a little bit deeper into the draft, um, I didn't love, um, when Garrett had a string of picks, he went Clint Capella, Tyler Hero, and Dennis Schroeder. I didn't love that sequence of picks. Um, Capella's on a new team and uh, there's just not a lot of Clarity, even though he'll have the pick and roll options with Trey Young. It's just it's hard to imagine um, his usage is going to exceed uh, the value at which Garrett drafted him. Tyler Hero, um, maybe a little bit of like recency bias. He's yeah. still kind of competing with uh, like other players on the heat for minutes even. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean, I think he'll he'll start probably. and if he doesn't start, he'll probably play starter minutes at least. But um, just a little bit early for kind of where uh, you drafted him. And then uh, Schroeder, I, I think that um, on the Lakers is going to be interesting to see how he fits in with everybody else, all the other um, offensive weapons that they have there. I don't think that he'll be um, as, as good or as efficient necessarily as he was last year,
0: but right, you never know. Yeah, I will, just going back to your Tyler Hero thing, The thing that throws a wrench into all of it, Gabe, is there's talks of the Miami Heat trading Tyler Hero as kind of the centerpiece of a package for James Harden. Yeah, I
1: heard that. It was like, we'll trade Hero, but not Robinson and all this (laughs) like, or like, maybe we'll trade one of them, but not both of them. I saw some rumors floating around.
0: And I I know that they've since come out and like, oh, the Heat are done with that. It's Pat Riley. He's star hunting all the time. He's never done star hunting. If that trade does end up going through, I think you see a lot more prominent role for Tyler Hero on the Rockets, which could be Mm -hmm. like a much worse team. Like that opens up a lot of shots. So who knows? Who knows with all of that? True. Um, As far as my steals, uh, I guess besides my entire team. uh, Nice. (laughs) No, it... I have one of the biggest deals of the entire draft, and this is not because I'm a homer. This is just all factual. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh my gosh. Dude, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He, there's a reason he has the highest odds to win. Where was he even drafted? At at the end of the third round. (laughs) He, uh, there is a reason he has the highest odds to win the most improved player this year. Um. Because and... he was trash last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was actually I'm just good. Yeah, yeah, wasn't. But... Um, no, dude, this guy is a beast. Like, I cannot believe I ended up with the pick I had because it was the worst place. I I would have targeted. I would have targeted Shea. I kid you not. At like the middle of the second round, like kind of where Jaw went or Pascal went. That that's where I would have targeted Shea. Um, and that would have been more of, like, being a homer. But I am, like, flabbergasted he lasted to the 3.10 pick. I mean, just two picks before me. And y'all know I was mad at the time. But, like, you, you are looking at a player who we just traded our entire team. Like, Shea's usage rate is going to be on par with... I'm not gonna say Luca because Luca's just a totally different animal, and I'm not trying to like put that on Shea. But but his usage rate is just going to be insane. He's going from a team that had three starting caliber point guards to now there's one. Like he's everything that the Thunder does is going to be run through Shea. He he's looked really really good in the preseason, um, in limited minutes, which is why his stats haven't been as high. But he's been super efficient. He's gotten uh, he him and Al Horford have been really really great. Here early in the preseason, um, you're gonna see. I I truly believe that Shea is gonna end up with top fifteen fantasy uh, value by the end of the season. Like I I truly do believe that. Um, and and I think I don't know that I loved Nick's draft all around, but when you end up with a value like that, like it's hard to mess up the rest of your draft. Um, and so that for sure for me is gonna be my big steal of the draft uh there was there anything else on the draft guys that you wanted to mention i know we're just over an hour here
2: were there any late ish mid to late picks that y'all hated
0: i think it's hard Uh, i I think it's hard to hate a mid to late pick or especially like a late pick because at that point you're like just throwing darts um gabe what were you gonna say I was just going to say,
1: I really like the Jaron Jackson pick. um, I think he got him in like the eighth round. And I think he fell that that way because of his injury. Mm -hmm. But like, the dude's going to ball out on a per game basis. And I also really like, yeah, that's what I meant on a per game basis. But. It's kind of like I wanted Jaren Jackson, but I had already drafted Kristaps Porzingis, and I was like, I can't just have my entire lineup in injured reserve (laughs) in the beginning of the season. So I I, 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 like every time I I, like wanted like from the fourth round on, pretty much I was like, I want to grab him, but I can't. I want to grab him, but I can't. And I made a note about that for your
2: team because you have Steph, which I mean, he's I don't think he's like injury prone, but you have Steph, Kawhi, Kristaps, Nurkic.
1: Yeah, and Draymond um, Green. Oh wow! Yeah, after after <laughs> that, that's why I couldn't grab Jaron Jackson. Yeah. and uh, like I, I think that all those guys are valuable, but like I can't have my like utility flex players, and like like those guys need to be like more set in stone uh, backups to some of those superstars. Because those the four guys that you mentioned, they are stars when they're playing, but mm-hmm. it's just uh, how often are you going to get no, that yeah, they're, in they're your all fantasy team?
2: Yeah
1: and Um, then uh the last pick of the draft uh by team kelleher uh or it wasn't the last pick of the draft it was it was in the last round um alfred payton in the last round i really liked as well
0: yeah for me i mean all these guys are like potential steals but uh oh where the heck oh it, it was for gabe in the 11th round you took jeremy grant um With the caveat that Jeremy Grant has looked absolutely (laughs) terrible in the preseason. Yeah. Not good. (laughs) um, Like he automatically just became probably the best player on the Pistons. Um, Yeah. That has to mean something, even though I don't know what their GM's doing, but um, with all the bigs that they have, but there's, there's high potential there. Like he's going to get as many shots as he wants. He's going to get to do whatever he wants out there. And he's looking for a bigger role. So. Yeah. usage
1: is not going to be the issue with Grant. It's going to be, he does with the ball in his hands. That's the no issue. Doubt.
0: Yeah, you better just hope you don't get an RJ Barrett season from last year. Yeah, he was yeah. on my team last year, and he was oh, no. horrible, dude. He was yeah, awful.
2: So. Yeah, when Delon Wright is one of your starting guards, your team's probably not very good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you would know, Mavs fan. All right, yeah. that does it for kind of our draft coverage. Um, I, and... I wanted
2: to make one one more oh, note. Go ahead. A, a gross pick. And it was my own Lamelo. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Nice. Of it. Really? You're not a so fan of the I, Lamelo? I, I think so. The reason I took him, he yeah, has high upside, but I'm just disgusted every time I look at that pick. I don't know if it's gonna work out. I so look at this. I have him, him, Russell, and Luca. Look at my fucking field goal percentage. What do you think <laughs> gonna be? Yeah, dude, you punted.
0: You punted field goal percentage for sure. Yeah, Zach, uh, Zach,
1: fin- Zach finished the draft and immediately hopped in the chat and was like, All right, who bought LaMelo? I can't believe I drafted this clown. <laughs> I mean, he's looking
2: pretty good in the yeah. but dude, with those three shooting the ball, that is rough. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got you. I, I didn't
0: you. realize you took him in the eighth round. That That's pretty early.
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's actually too early for what they were predicting. No, me either. Me either. But really? like I'm just like you I'm said.
1: You, yeah, you're definitely punting a field goal person I mean, you could have got point.
0: you could have gotten an equally good rookie at the twelve point twelve spot, Killian Hayes. Yeah, I'm excited to see Killian Hayes play. I don't know about equally, but
1: yeah, I disagree too. Lamella's... I think Lamelo is uh... way better than Killian Hayes.
0: We'll have to see, boys. We'll have to see. Killian's <laughs> a beast. Gillian,
1: he is pretty good, yeah.
0: Um. Okay, that does it for our draft coverage here. Uh, I don't want to make this first pod too, too long. So here's what we're going to do for seasonal outlook, Um, if you guys are good with it. What I want us to do today is we're not going to give our full rankings for what we think, but what I do want to do, I want each of us to pick who we think finishes the regular season number one and who we think finishes the regular season number 12. And then next week, what we'll do on our pod, after we kind of get a little bit more info on all of this uh, and see the first week of games, we can we can rearrange everybody else, 2 through 11, but you have to keep who you picked number 1 and who you picked number 12. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. That's pretty easy, considering uh, we played in a fantasy
0: football league with these guys, but... <laughs> okay well then uh then gabe's gonna start us off and gabe give us your number one or your pick for number one and your pick for number 12
1: all right um so i would i would pick myself normally but in the spirit of this podcast i'm oh, gonna yeah. say aside gabe, from myself gabe, gabe, gabe.
0: caveat hello caveat you can't pick yourself thank you for saying right. that you can't pick right yourself. Okay, so go ahead
1: I'm going to go with Rob's team. Rob or Robert? Um, Bobby? I don't. Bobby? Okay. Bobby's team. Team Kelleher. Yeah. I I really like um, Team Kelleher. Uh, I think that he has great free throw percentage, great blocks, great assists. I think he struggles a little bit in points and threes, so his team maybe doesn't have the same name value. But I think as far as fantasy is concerned, I think he drafted a great team. And then, yeah, last place is a toss-up between Daniel and Big R. (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh any reasoning behind that you gotta choose one um no comment (laughs) okay choose one though.
1: okay uh i'll pick daniel um i didn't love a lot of his draft i think that he definitely has some uh holes in his team i think his assists are actually really good but I don't know where he's getting his points from, his threes, his defensive stats. I don't know where they're coming from. Um, aside from like his top three picks. So
0: Gotcha. Okay, so uh so you said number one, Bobby. Zach, that's what we yeah. call him. Okay. And yeah. then number twelve, Daniel. All right, Zach. What are your number one and number twelve picks? So, for
2: number one, it's kind of a toss-up because there's a few teams that I think are good. But I'll just go with, I guess, the one that I I probably like the most. And I think right now that's going to have to be Ryan's team. James, give me a Harden. Mm -hmm. Gives me a Harden. um, Because he's got really good guard So, I think a lot of this depends on Harden playing, too. Like, that whole drama going on right now. Um, But he's got De'Aaron, James Harden, so he's got two really good guards. Um, He's got some forwards, I guess, slash guards that can shoot in Ingram and Covington. And then um, he also has Devontae Graham, who's a great three-point shooter. Um, We'll see if anything changes with Devontae with LaMelo being there. It Mm -hmm. could help. It could hinder him. Um, And then you've also got Bam Adebayo, which I'm super high on. Your other centers, Jared Allen, who gets a ton of blocks. That's going to kind of depend on, um, I guess, DeAndre Jordan's usage and all that. But he's got Surge as well. And then I also like the Oladipo pick. Um, I, I don't know how well Oladipo is fully going to be coming back. Um, I mean, I, he, he's been a monster. We've seen him not be a monster when he was on the Thunder for mm. part of his career. So I... I just don't really know with him, um, pretty but good on the I thunder. do think he was Chill good out. pick. He, he was, but for a while, he was just kind of iffy. Yeah, I gotcha.
0: Okay, so remind us again. So number one. Number one.
2: Oh, sorry. I only went over number one. That was Ryan. Okay. And yeah. then the bottom pick. So who'd you go, Gabe? Daniel? I oh, went Daniel. Yeah, so I'll go Big R. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Any logic or uh, just.
2: Actually, no. I do think Daniel's team is a little better than Big R because he's got Jimmy Butler, Lowry. He has Kimbo on his IR right now, which you got to kind of keep in touch. Think of that. And then he also has Giannis and DeRozan. So, like, that's a pretty solid five for your core. Mm-hmm. And then Big R. So, Big R's core is Bradley Beal, which I actually really like. KD. That's a big risk. Zion, you already know how I feel about that. And then Sabonis. And I think Sabonis is actually one of the most underrated big men. I yeah. think that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't dislike that. But, like, Steven Adams, I hate that pick. I don't think he's going to fit well on the uh, Pelicans. I don't even – they're almost, like, becoming the Sixers, kind of what, what they did. So yeah, let's just I get agree. 500 big men and see what happens. Yeah. And then Ricky Rubio, that's just disgusting too.
0: So <laughs> – Okay. um, I love how you guys like went with logic and you went through and looked at all the players and you're like, this is the best team because of this This is the last team because of this. I actually, um, I actually think that fantasy basketball comes down so much to like how, how much work you're willing to put into it. Like you can start with one of the worst teams and end up really good, or you could start with one of the best teams and then not follow it as, as closely and end up not good. So for my, for my first place finisher i'm actually going to go with nick aka barnacle boys aka mr waffles i just feel like every time i've played fantasy basketball with nick he's just always willing to do really smart trades and he's always invested into his team uh he i know him personally he constantly watches basketball um and he uh i just feel like he's always going to be a really good fantasy player my last pick um or who i'm picking to get last Um, I'm going to pick Garrett. And now some of you guys are going to say, some of you guys are going to say, oh, it's because you do the same thing in fantasy football and you just, you just were proved wrong and now you're trying to get proved right. No, no. This is why I'm picking Garrett. 10 minutes before we did this podcast, Garrett messaged on sleeper app asking if you had to play players or not. This guy does not even know the rules for our league. You need to call Gary by his real name. At yeah. Gary. At Gary. <laughs> <laughs> at Gary needs to pick it up. And this guy 12 or I'm sorry, 20 hours before the t- first tip off, is trying to figure out how to play fantasy basketball. And for that reason, I just think that that is that does not bode well for his team. And I also need to make up for my fantasy football, so I'd love to be right on uh, Garrett, a.k.a. Penis Punchers 2.0, coming in last in our league.
2: I will say, to be fair to Gary, for the people that have not played fantasy basketball yet, with us doing this, where we put it both in Sleeper and ESPN, is probably extremely confusing to people that have never
0: done a league like this. I'm going to edit all this out, because you just defended <coughs> Gary. I want you to know. <laughs> I, I'm defending all new fantasy basketball YouTubers.
2: Nah, I know. And I, at the end of this pod, we need to do like a quick run-through for like the basics and to remind people what you need to do.
0: Well, that's a great transition, because we're going to transition here to the end. Zach, why don't you go ahead um, and give us... Or Gabe, did you have anything else? I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Okay. Uh... Zach, go ahead and... Give kind of a good spiel for the basics of our fantasy league.
2: So as I've said like 50 times in this chat, but some people probably still don't know, we're doing our league through ESPN. The Sleeper app is mainly for league discussion. If you want to do a trade, you can do it through ESPN. But if you're wanting to involve future draft picks, go ahead and offer your trade in sleeper. And then um, I believe we decided it's got to be 10 out of 12 people say the trade's not fair. So basically everyone and, but you and the person trading. So um, that I think that's fair overall because pretty much every trade's going to go through, I would think, unless it's absolute trade rape. Yep. So um, just remember, we're going to kind of update and do everything in sleeper as far as discussion. I'm going to try to come in here once a week, probably every Sunday, just update the rosters to what they are on Sunday. With us having waiver pickups where you have the ability to pick up five people throughout the week, um, obviously that's going to change day in, day out. I'm not updating that on Sleeper every day. It's going to be just once a week. I'll look at it, and then we'll do an update from there. Because those guys that you're picking up constantly and dropping – um, they're not going to be staying on your team anyways, unless one of them really hits. Like last year, I think I had like Marcus Morris as my waiver guy, and then he got really hot on the Knicks, and he was like their only player till he got traded to the Clippers. So th- basically, all in all, you get five uh, waiver pickups, and I kind of already hit on it earlier. You want to pick up people based off matchups, so. The example I use, let's say I pick up Dwight Powell for game one. I play him. He gets like five rebounds, five points, whatever. So obviously, he's not a great value player. So I'm going to go ahead and drop him. And then the next day, pick someone else up that is playing on that day. So I actually get stats for them. And then it's just an ongoing process. Some people are only going to pick up one or two guys a week or even zero. Some people are going to pick up four or five. But the main point of it is, like I said, at the end of the week, if you're losing in rebounds by like 10 rebounds, and let's say the other guy three guys playing, you have three guys playing, you go ahead. If you have two spots where you have guys you don't care if you lose, you pick up two guys that can rebound, and you try to win that category.
0: Is there anything else, Zach, you think my, you need to go over? My
1: one, my one question real quick. Once the player plays that game... Um, for, like, let's say you put him in your point guard position, can you drop him after he's played that game and still get points in that point guard position that week for that matchup?
2: Yeah, so, like, let's say you started, uh, I don't know, like, J.J. Steph Brick. Curry tomorrow night, yeah. Okay, you start Steph Curry on Monday night, and then Tuesday you drop him. Is that what you're saying? Do you get points for what he did Monday?
1: Or, like, let's say you have another point guard on the bench, and you he plays the next night. Can do I sub Steph Curry out then and yeah, still get was, point guard points, or do I put that player then in a flex or a utility spot to get still, his points?
2: It's up to you, and that's kind of part of the strategy because you're given like utility spots, I think forward guard spots. Um, so they put certain positions on certain players. Like some players will only get point guard, some will get point right. slash shooting guard. So it's actually an advantage to them for them to have two positions on there. Because let's say I've got Luca playing and he's only a point guard they have him listed as. And then I've got my shooting guard slot open because no one's playing on that night. Mm -hmm. Um, And then let's say I have like Kyle Lowry on my bench or something and he's point guard only. I cannot put him in that shooting guard slot. So if all my utility spots are filled up, I'm going to have to sub him out for someone. So I may not get to play everyone on my team. You may have to sit someone like... I think on Wednesday, I'm right now. I'm having to sit like Harrison Barnes because um, there's everyone's already playing, so I got to gotcha. take a guy to sit.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah. Any other rules, Zach, that you wanted to go over?
2: I don't think so. We just we have two IR spots. Um, if you're wanting to get someone and hold them in there, you can, like I did with Clay. Um, but at some point in the year I'm probably going to have to drop him because injuries happen, mm-hmm. and you're you're going to find that out pretty quick. We only had one IR spot last year, and
0: it really sucked. Is so, uh is COVID, is that going to be able to be used in an IR spot? Do you know?
2: We're, we're going to have to see because there was no option when I created the league, Kay. so we will just have to play that by ear. You might just get screwed and not be able to play for that guy for a week. I don't know how it's going to work.
0: Okay. Hopefully, ESPN keeps up with the times and allows us to do something or another to make it fair. Um, all right, boys. Well, hey, good first pod. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun this year. Uh, we had I, I felt like there was a lot more vested interest in the Fantasy Football League because we did this pod. At least for Gabe and I, there was... Um, And so I hope the same happens for our fantasy basketball league. If you guys have any questions or like any comments for us or anything that like, maybe we could be a little more entertaining, whatever it is, like we'd love for y'all to let us know. And
2: Um, uh, before we log off, just one last thing. Yep. I just wanted to uh, let y'all know we have three big rivalries this week. We have me and scam. Oh boy. Bowie and Gary becoming the top rivalry that I've ever seen. It really is. And then you also got Camden and Big R. So,
0: just
2: one, <laughs> nice. to let y'all know that. I like it. That
0: is nice. Gabe, any uh, any last comments from you, brother? No,
1: I'm excited. Let's get
0: into the uh, basketball season. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Hey, good luck to you guys this week, and we will see y'all next week. Set your line up.